Hi, everyone, and welcome to the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And tech did not die tonight. They tried to for a little bit. Yeah, that's I, fair. I, they, I think they died and then came back to life, yeah. Frankenstein style, which I mean, Halloween. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Man. Yeah. I don't even yeah. know. I mean, where are we starting here? Are we start well, at the end? I, I feel like I'm hype still. This happened yeah, like well, 20 minutes ago. I mean, let's talk about that last that last drive for tech. I think the over the second overtime. We'll work our ways backwards a little bit, uh, just because. I mean, that's what we're in all of our heads right now because that's what just happened. Again, we sometimes usually record these recap sessions right after the game was over. It's uh, was it seven o'clock in Central Time Zone right now as we're recording. So this yeah. game had just finished. Actually, rather than Tech's final drive, let's talk about the fumble recovery <laughs> by Tech. Yeah. In the beginning of the second overtime. That UAB gave away. So, man, Tyler Johnston, first of all, is not very good. And I'm really disappointed that the previous play where he just threw up a, like, duck (laughs) was not picked off. But one of their receivers caught it for 22 yards. And then Spencer Brown goes, and he looked like he was stacked up around, like, the two-yard line. But then the refs just let it keep playing, and both teams are pushing on each other. Spencer Brown is pushed by the offensive lineman like closer and closer and closer. And then an offensive lineman for, for UAB signals touchdown, but then all of a sudden a tech player, Zach Hannibal, runs out of the end zone with the football. Yeah, the, the refs let it play out, and Hannibal returned it to about the 20, and then they reviewed for what felt like 20 minutes, but I guess was probably only like three or four. But whew, what, what did you guys think of that play? I think that UAB just uh... – it hurt their chances to win that we were not having in that this game was not broadcast on ESPN with more cameras Yeah, hurt their, hurt their chances to have a better review there. Obviously I'm happy law tech won. I would have preferred to have won under less mysterious and confusing circumstances just uh, to make things feel cleaner. I mean, that's the only way I'm happy to win. And actually I'm sure I'll feel I'm starting to change my attitude in the midst of this sentence because I kind of like seeing UAB get screwed royally. It kind of feels good. Yeah, remember yeah. how they beat us in 2017? With yeah, I'm one. I'm one idiot on this. Yeah, no. I'm happy. Fuck UAB. I mean, Come on. I mean, uh, <laughs> do I? It's impossible for anyone to say whether or not he was over. Uh, remember how they beat us last year? No, fuck, fuck them, dude. No. Yeah. Well, what this is the perfect say? way to take them down. Sorry. Go what ahead. I was gonna say is that uh, it's impossible to know if he was over the line. The angles were all crap, but. As I was saying before the podcast, and I'll say it again, body language told me that he must have not actually gotten over because even though the running back may have gotten hurt there, I didn't see him pleading his case with the officials. I didn't see any of the offensive line really pleading it. Uh, Bill Clark, I think, just has uh, some anger management issues, so I'm not surprised that he was fighting it. But I mean, the, the offensive if, linemen were signaling touchdown. I think there was well, more confusion that, like, wait, what's that like? No, of course, like, of course, they're going to take the ball and run away. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, sure. I I mean, and several times throughout this game, the refs kind of stood around and looked at each other and didn't make a call. And in fact, you know, what happened after this was similar. Uh, I I mean, but Nathan, what what did you think of the play before we move on to the the field goal attempt and everything? Yeah, I I think with what happened, I think it happened the right way. The call in the field is the questionable part to me. I think it being play stands after review. I think that's the right call because there was no angle. Yeah. Uh, we kind of, it hurt the, uh, the hardy catch, not catch, not having an angle right there on the sideline. It helped tech here, not having an angle on the sideline right there. I really think we just, since we're not selling at the stadium anyway, just somewhere up in the double section, have a camera just on both sides of both end zones, looking straight down the line to get a good camera shot. But I, I think that because you called it on the field, a fumble, then it has to be a fumble after review. And in terms of what it was called on the field, he didn't make it to the end zone on first approach. It took some pushing and some shoving and everything like that. And he never really obviously broke the plane and the ball was out. And so I don't really blame the refs there for, again, biased, but whatever, saying that he was still up and not in the end zone yet when the ball came out. And the few views that we saw with replay were close. He may have had a knee down, but you can't tell. It's nothing super definitive. He may have crossed the end zone line nothing definitive i yeah. i think it's just it's a coin flip at that point which team benefits from it but at 
tech benefited from it in a way that we haven't seen the Bulldogs benefit from things a lot in the past. Right. Yeah. Tech gets the ball back because it's overtime. So UAB got the ball first in the second overtime. So the Bulldogs receive it at the 25-yard line. They run the ball, run the ball, give a four-yard pass, bring up fourth and five from the 20-yard line. Jacob Barnes goes out to kick the field goal. Just a 38-yarder. No big deal, right? Yeah, except his penis got in the way and he missed it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he pulled it it wide right. Um, And then what I was talking – what I referenced a second ago was – that the, the referees just kind of stood around. And then, I don't know, maybe three to four seconds after the missed field goal, they drop a flag. And, well, that, uh, I mean, that to be fair, that's how long it takes for... I mean, the play was... the play, That player was in the air. That UAB player was flying through the air, like Tobey Maguire specifically in Spider-Man 2. <laughs> and, I mean, you got to wait until he comes down to make a call there. Yeah, I, I, it, they dropped it late for sure. And... But I mean, you look at the replay, and not only they called running into the kicker, that was straight roughing the kicker. They hit his plant leg. He flew into Barnes. I mean, it was not like if you're a UAB fan out there listening to this for some reason, hate listening to this. I mean, dispute the dispute the touchdown fumble call all you want, but that, that that's textbook that's roughing textbook. the kicker, bro. Yeah, I mean, that, that's <laughs> I not mean, running I, into the kicker. I I tweeted from our account. I tweeted. That's absolutely the right call, but actually it wasn't because it was right. it was actually roughing the kicker, not running into the kicker. But and, I mean that that's a hundred percent accurate because do I I don't think the UAB player was purposely trying to do it. That's irrelevant. He ran, yeah no he, he ran into he roughed the he, kicker. he flew into him. I mean he flew yeah. into the plant leg. It wasn't like incidental contact on the kicking leg. It was the no. plant leg that's roughing. At least unless I'm mixing up NFL and college rules again, which happens sometimes. But either way, it's a penalty. Either and, way, yeah. yeah, and it's a fourth and five, so it's a new yeah. set of so downs. It didn't time. even matter what call it was. But. So no, I mean, I'm not upset. I don't think that UAB got screwed that way at all. Absolutely yeah. not. No, that, no, was, no. that was completely fair. But they sold out for the block and didn't get it, and that's what happens sometimes, you know. And right. you can't really fault them for trying that, but no. But I mean, we benefit from that. We move up further, and then we. Uh, I think the next play was uh, Tucker for about five or six. Yep. We have a Tucker run for five, a Tucker run for two, and then Aaron Allen gets the ball in the middle of the field, takes a loss of five, but who cares because middle of the field. So the ball's at the UAB 17-yard line. Barnes comes back out. It's only three yards shorter, but without the hash mark uh, kicking from a side, I imagine it feels a little bit shorter than it is. And who we had been calling Baby Barnes, was there was someone on Twitter who suggested we call him like Big Bald Barnes or something like that. (laughs) Big uh, balls, barns, something like that. I mean, like we have a lot of tweets. I have to scroll are, to find the right one. We are not simping to barns. Yeah, big balls, barns. BBB. That's what the Lachek BBB stands for. Uh, yeah, he <laughs> hits the thirty-five yarders straight down the middle. Tech wins, beats UAB, thirty-seven, thirty-four. Wins by three. Guess what I predicted that Tech would win by. And the post that went up this afternoon, three points. Ooh, man. Well, I don't know if this is accurate or not, but uh, someone put on BBB, which I'm hate reading. I guess Skip was interviewed right after he came off the field. I don't know if that's true or not. And said the head coach had to lose it in the first half for us. Apparently that's something that he said, according to someone on LaTeX BBB. Yeah, that's that's the kind of thing that he'll say. I mean, let's let's go back. I mean, so let's talk about that first half. The first half to me felt a lot like the UTSA first half, at least like the first quarter and a half. This whole game um, felt like the, U- the UTSA uh, first. Yeah, did I say UAB? I meant UTSA. Uh, no, I mean the, the whole game, not just the first half. Like yeah. until the fourth quarter, this was, except the fact that if, like I think UAB ran the ball a little bit better than UTSA and a few things like that. This game was just, it followed the same notes of, okay, we've got this in the first half. A lot of field goals, <laughs> a few goal attempts early on too, to falling apart in the third quarter. But yet, I mean, we saw how it ends. Yeah, I, I mean, Tech started out pretty well, right? I mean, field goal drive, uh, eight play, 58 yard drive to start out the game. You can tell inside throw. the 10. With and, a deep throw to Griffin Bear for 42 yards. Yeah. Like we and had hey, not seen that all <laughs> since yeah. Houston Baptist. Yeah. Beautiful. I forgot about that throw. That was a dime from Luke Anthony to Griffin Bear on the outside. And man, the offensive line played really, really well in this game. I mean, let's just uh, on, on pass blocking anyway. I don't know what the running problem was but we have low expectations but yes yeah yeah hey but all i've been saying this whole season is if we can just play okay on offensive line we can win games we can beat everybody left on our schedule i've said that several times 
And they played okay, and we won. I mean, we barely won. <laughs> we tried to lose, but it happened, right? So if if the offensive line has figured it out, I am very confident in this team moving forward. If this was just like a one-off thing, I, I don't know. I don't know. But we'll we'll see next week, I guess. And really, I I really felt like the last game, the defense was the reason why we could have won it. And this one, the defense was the reason we could have lost it. And and that's really only looking at a handful of drives in the third quarter that we'll get to. But even before the overtime periods, tech scores went 31 points in four quarters. That's, I mean, that's not a lot, a lot, but that's hey. a lot more than you would expect from a team that has a quote, bad unquote offense. And, and UAB has got a good defense. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And so to put up, you know, to finally see an offensive output more than like 220 yards against who was supposed to be probably the best defense on our schedule. Maybe BYU's is better. I don't know, but I mean, it's been a month and, and we've seen, you know, we finally saw some good offense tonight, but yeah, it's Tech's defense that makes an impact early. UAB's first drive of the game. First, they receive a squib kick, which those were annoying. Mm. Uh, they pick up a fourth down on a fourth and short, but then BJ Williamson, with the interception, the lateral to Khalil Ladler, I believe, right? Who returns oh, wait, the ball. That, that was later. Unless you're talking, are you talking about the first? Yes. Yeah, so I got, got my one, notes confused. <laughs> yeah. BJ Williamson picks it off and runs all the way back to the three. Oh, freaking they're one of their wide receivers. I think tracked him down at the last second and, and took him down. And you're thinking, oh man, I wish you would have gotten in, but we got four plays from the three. I think I know I said in the chat at the time, watch, we're going to go three and out and kick the field goal. But we didn't even do that. Yeah. Um, first down is the controversial, well, I say controversial, everyone disagrees with me, the Hardy catch, not catch, where he juggles the ball for a bit and maybe gets into the end zone. If you're a Tech fan, you think he definitely gets in the end zone. Yeah, and Tech goes for it on fourth down and doesn't get it. Yeah, and I like the decision to go for it on first down or fourth down after last week and what happened. I don't love the play calling sequence there, but, you know, that's – that is what it is. I mean, we we had that pass on a, you know, Hardy ran like a flat route. He was like at the one or two yard line and then turned and, you know, never fully possessed the ball, according to the refs. Um, then we try a fade. Then we run the ball. And uh, as we've come to find out, we could not run the ball all night. So, of course, we didn't know it yet then. I would flip those plays. First of all, I wouldn't run the goal line fade, but I would run on second down and then you know, it's easy to nitpick, though, right? In Monday morning quarterback, it right. But uh, yeah, I mean that that sucked because it felt like we should really be up ten to nothing or even fourteen to nothing if we had been able to punch in the ball there on the first drive. Yeah, but UAB gets the ball back, and Spencer Brown, the running back, really starts to get hot, and he went really cool off until the fourth quarter. Uh, but luckily for the Bulldogs, a bad pass by Lucero forces a fourth down and they have to punt. Tech gets the ball back. And after almost going up 10 nothing, almost going up maybe 14 nothing, instead only up 3 nothing. Aaron Allen comes in at quarterback. What yeah. are your thoughts about that? I thought it was fine. I mean, get him, get him in the game early. We know they're both going to play. Um, last week was a little bit of an anomaly. I thought Anthony played well in this game, but I think Allen played better and I think he should start next week. But that's a question for the second half of the show, I guess. Yeah, I'm I'm with you right now. We'll see if I agree with you in a couple of days. But uh, this was the one drive that Israel Tucker could actually move the ball. Yeah, like he had a 13-yard run, a 12-yard run, and just the rest of the game. I don't think he even broke five. Yeah, we uh, had we had 49 total rushing yards in this game. Uh, 25 of them came on the first two plays of this drive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened there. They must have been scheming for pass when Allen came in, but. Wow. Yeah. Ultimately, though, on this drive, we ended up getting all the way down to the 25 of UAB and then going for a field goal. And Money Barnes had his first miss. Baby Barnes, whatever we want to call him. Big Ball Big Barnes, Barnes, whatever. Oh, <laughs> um, God. Big Ball the Barnes. Do we, do we want to? Did he, is he going to shave his head or something? I don't know. I um, so, yeah, he misses a 46 yarder there. So, after three straight good. Well, I guess the second one wasn't a good drive, but we had the ball at the three-yard line. Three straight drives where we could have scored, we're up three to nothing. And that is just not going to cut it against a team like UAB, unfortunately. Yeah, but it kind of seemed like it might because UAB's offense was struggling bad. They looked real bad in the first quarter, yeah. And their next drive got pretty much killed by penalties. It ended up being a second and 21 at one point. They get maybe a pass completion up. ESPN after game stats are being kind of weird about this. But eventually, I think it brings up a fourth and 10. But they went backwards quite a bit before they went forwards. Yeah. 
then Tech gets the ball and Tech also punts because they were. This was only the second quarter, but they were really starting to kind of show uh, some challenges. This was also the drive where Powell had that unsportsmanlike penalty where he spun the ball down oh, after yeah. the previous play, spinning the ball on the UAB sideline. Probably got a warning there. I guess this is what the commentators were saying. He did yeah. the same thing two plays in a row, and if he was given a warning on the first play, you're going to get called for the second one. Probably yeah, and I think the I think the announcers were probably right there because he like panicked and picked up the ball immediately and was like, "Ah, oh, shit," you know, when they threw the flag on him. But um, yeah, little little mental error there, and that. That took it from being second and one at the 42-yard line to being second and 16 at our own 41-yard line. So, not great. Yeah, but the next drive would be a little bit better. UAB starts moving the ball pretty well. They end up going 60 yards down the field on this drive. There's a pass interference that uh, B.J. Williamson commits, and then he almost gets beat deep anyways. Uh, I think the receiver, like, the ball went through his hands. Oh, yeah. But on the next play... Or two or plays couple, later, three plays yeah, later. A couple plays later. Yeah. B- While I was typing that note in my notes, BJ Williamson intercepts the ball. And what I thought was happening earlier, this time he laterals it to Ladler, Ladler yep. for a touchdown. A yeah. Pick six for Tech. It's been a while. Loved, it feels loved good to see. That. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. I mean, that that's what Xavier Woods used to do that all the time. Like just be getting tackled and then, you know, flip the ball back to whoever. I think it happened in the Heart of Dallas Bowl game specifically and a bunch of other times, obviously. Also, did you guys notice that they put up that little graphic that said Tech leads the nation since 2017 in pick sixes, which is kind of a random stat, I know, but we've had 14 of them That's pretty cool. since 2017. And the next closest team is, I think, Utah or Utah State at 12. So pretty, pretty cool little stat there. Yeah, I think it was Utah State because I can't see that name without crying a little bit. But... <laughs> Yay. UAB gets the ball back after throwing the pick six. And what feels, again, like the UTSA game where Tech scores a touchdown and then the opponent immediately answers. The Roadrunners did it with a kickoff return for a touchdown. UAB, it was a one-play 75-yard drive where Dwayne McBride runs the ball for 75 yards on the ground and UAB makes it a three-point game again. Yeah, and that, I think, convinced UAB that they should literally just run the ball because those two plays there, the pick six... Then the very next offensive play is a 75-yard running touchdown. Yeah, UAB figured out that that's what they needed to do to beat us, and they stuck with that until they didn't anymore for some reason. But the next drive, uh, Tech Tech goes five plays and punts. and um, well, They punt on fourth and one, which uh, I had an issue with. But the punt went 53 yards and was downed at the two-yard line of the Blazers. So I guess I can't be too mad about it. But unfortunately, even with that great field position battle there, Tech starts out the drive by giving up an offsides, which I thought was bullshit, but we don't need to go into that really. You know, our guy jumped and got back, and then their guy jumped and pointed at our guy. And it was like, all right, but he was back. So you weren't like – anyway, I said we wouldn't go into it, and here I am going into it. Um (laughs) But then here's the rest of the drive real fast. Spencer Brown, 13 yards. Spencer Brown, seven yards. Luscious Stanley run for 46 yards. Luscious? Yeah, or Lucius. I don't know. I said that. Why why would you say Luscious? (laughs) Anyway. Describing his hair. The the run was Luscious. He got 46 yards. Um, Then a pass for 27 yards. Then Spencer Brown in two plays goes the 10 additional yards for the touchdown. So, uh, yeah, that – they went 98 yards and almost all of it was on the ground in sixth place. And it was like, oh, shit, we are in trouble. And they take the lead for the first time. And, and granted, this is a, a full quarter and a half earlier than UTSA did last week. But it really felt like a, they have the lead now. We're never getting it back. But yeah. we do on the next drive. Yeah. Uh, it goes four plays, 53 yards. And ends up scoring with 19 seconds left. Luke Anthony throws a pass to Adrian Hardy, 18-yard pass. Adrian Hardy puts on the moves and scores the touchdown. Oh, man, that that poor safety or whatever just had no chance. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to get these Hardy plays confused because he's had a bunch of them in this game and on the season that are just catches and runs or just right place, right time kind of things for him. Really kind of showing up to be the wide receiver we knew he could be a couple years ago. Yeah, I mean, it it really hurts that the offensive line was not able to give the quarterbacks more time in the past couple games because Adrian Hardy's on one this season and hopefully he'll be back next year, you know, and, and we can uh, work out our offensive line issues a little bit, but yeah, Tech's up 17, 14 with 19 seconds left feeling. Okay. I, I don't, I wouldn't say I was feeling good because of the way that 
UAB scored their last touchdown. Um, and then we had a little bit of a, a little bit of a close call there at the end of the half, didn't we? Yeah. Lucero drops back, faces a pass rush, rolls to his right, throws up a prayer that somehow the receiver looks to have caught, got a foot in, and crossed right at the pylon to score the touchdown. Because of course, <laughs> at that point, anyway. I mean, yeah. it was. On replay, it was like, dude, how did you say that was a catch? He was bobbling it. His foot was on the line when he went out. He didn't even cross the goal line, and this dude signals touchdown. Like, the ball may have crossed the goal line, but the foot really Maybe. And, yeah. and really, you've got two of the things against you already, so who cares? Yeah, like, he didn't even catch – like, he didn't even make the catch anywhere close to inbounds. But luckily – so we said no, no end zone or goal line angles were present, but this one was so egregious that it got overturned, so – Luckily, we took we took the lead 17-14 uh, into half. Yeah, but it wouldn't last long. UAB gets the ball first out of the intermission and some bad kickoff coverage, some bad run defense, or really, I should say, no run defense. <laughs> Results of the Blazers, four plays, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Every single one of those four plays was a run. Three, 23, two, 22 yards. So we were just <laughs> kind of taking every other play off on run defense. So... Yeah, uh, and then of course we we come back out and we run for one yard, and then Luke Anthony gets picked off by Moultrie. He kind of tipped it up to himself. Um, it was a batted and, ball that somehow landed, and uh, yeah, uh, that sucks. It wasn't like a bad decision or anything. It was just you know that dude made a really good play, Moultrie for UAB, but sets up the Blazers with first and first and ten from the fourteen of Tech and. You know, they punched it in in two plays after that. Spencer Brown, 14 yards, two plays. So uh, all of a sudden, in, in like three minutes and 45 seconds, UAB's up 28-17. Yeah, and Tech goes three and out on the next drive. I know, good news. Yeah. So, again, that's an 11-point deficit right now. We're uh, about a third of the way in the third quarter. And the third down play there is when Luke gets hit after he throws kind of nastily. I really thought it would have been a roughing penalty it was arguably targeting they reviewed it for targeting and decided it wasn't uh, yeah it was a the defender kind of launched himself at luke's neck and yeah i mean at the time I, I tweeted that it may not be targeting but i really i mean i guess maybe i just don't know what targeting is i don't <laughs> just, think anybody knows what targeting is but like uh, you're trying to get that put your helmet down hit out of the game you're trying to get the, the crown of the helmet out of the game and the guy did launch himself with, you know, and hit, made contact with the crown of the helmet. So it's not even supposed to matter what he hit on the quarterback, right? It's supposed yeah. to just matter that he lowered his head like that because that's dangerous for him, right? It's, it doesn't really matter if it's dangerous for the person you're hitting. It matters also if it's the, if it's dangerous for you. We're trying to stop all players from getting head and neck injuries. So, yeah. uh, I don't know. They didn't call it. They reviewed it and also didn't call it. So UAB takes the ball back after. An okay punt from Barnes. He he did okay in the punting department tonight, I think. Yeah, again, uh, a low bar, but yeah, yeah. But still, yeah. UAB eventually gets forced into a fourth down, but of course they convert on fourth down because <laughs> nothing matters anymore. I mean, Tech is down 28-17, and on this drive it becomes 31-17. There's just no way that the Bulldogs are coming back in this game. Man, it really. I really felt like this game was going to end up being, you know, maybe like, 42 to, or I guess not 42, but 45 to 24 or something like that. Just like they were going to run the ball. We weren't going to stop them, but they, they, they could have, I thought they were going to end the game on this drive. They could just run the ball and pick up yeah, first downs and just, yeah, I mean, we, they'd run out of space eventually, I guess. Like five yeah. minutes left in the third quarter. It really felt like it was over, but then I think it was on that third and 16, the last, uh, the last play they had uh, from the tech 27, Milton Williams, Stop Spencer Brown for a loss of two. And he just like goes buck wild. And it's like, all right, man, I, come on. Like, like, yeah, you made the stop, but like, come on, it was third and 16. They were giving up, you know, you've given up so many yards in the last, like they've, they've given up like 200 yards in the last like three drives of offense for UAB. But then I realized, you know, he's, he's going buck wild because he's trying to get his teammates hyped too. You know, he's saying, look, we got this shit. He's like, the lone return on the right. defense. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's the senior he's, basically. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. He's the only, the only guy he's the leader. Right. And I mean, look what we did after that. So it, it worked. I mean, shout out Milton Williams, because I think that really was a turning point in the game. And, you know, the announcers pointed that out too. And normally I kind of roll my eyes when they say stuff like that, but 
I mean, the teams trade punts after that, but here's UAB's next drives. Three plays, zero yards. Three plays, two yards. Three plays, negative one yards. And then an eight-play, 30-yard drive and a punt. And then the end of the fourth quarter. So, I mean, it worked, right? Milton Williams got his guys hyped, and we started stopping the run. Yeah, but it doesn't matter if your offense can't get you back in the game. But after one of the UAB punts gives Tech the ball back at UAB's 45-yard line, it only takes two plays for Aaron Allen, both pass completions to Jawan Johnson, to get back into the end zone and make it a one-possession game. Yeah, but after that touchdown, Tech's next few offensive drives didn't really go that well. We talked about how UAB did. But after that Tech touchdown, going back and forth between the Blazers and the Bulldogs, it was punt, 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 punt. There was not a lot going on. Tech went run, run, pass in the drive after the touchdown drive Mm. with Henderson, too, which, I mean. Why? Why? At this point, at this point in the season, why? I I mean, at this point in this game specifically, at that point, we had like 35 yards. And the first play went for a loss of four yards. And it's like, okay, well, now we're going to pass because passing is working a little bit. Yeah, but then we've run not the same play, but the same look with Justin Henderson. And it's just like. I mean, okay, I guess. And then we didn't even try for the sticks on third and 12. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, we're in the fourth quarter now, guys. There's, you know, not, you know, if UAB can figure it out again, we're in trouble, right? Yeah, and luckily they didn't. Tyler Johnson in the third threw a nice pass to Myron Mitchell, who just dropped the ball on third down. That yeah. would have given them a first down, and we were very fortunate there. Yeah. Then Tech gets the ball back, and Luke Anthony goes back in at quarterback. I really kind of felt that Aaron Allen should have still been the guy. He had had a great drive. They scored the touchdown, the two passes for a touchdown, and then Beautiful only one attempt. Too. Yeah, and then he was given a third and 11 after or third and third and 12 Yeah. after two bad run plays. So... To me, it was like a why switch back again. Tech goes for it on fourth down and makes it. Hooray. When that they're on 40 with a fourth and one. But later they face a fourth and two at the 50 and they punt. Oh, my God, dude. I thought we were going to lose the game because of that decision. It really um, looked like we were going to, too, because the Blazers get the ball and they start driving a bit. Yeah. I mean, we went for it on fourth and one. And Luke Anthony runs up to the line and, you know, acts like he's just trying to draw him off sides. But then... Oh, and they did jump. That's what happened. They jumped off sides but got back. Then we snapped the ball, and UAB wasn't expecting us to actually snap the ball. So Luke was able to pick up a couple yards there on fourth and one. But, I mean, I understand we weren't running the ball well. So fourth and two from at the 50-yard line seems like a tall order when you can't pick up a single yard on the ground, really. But we had a lot of passing plays that could have picked up two yards. (laughs) I I don't like that decision, but... You know. I was weirdly okay with it. Wow. And and I'm never one to, to yeah. enjoy it. There's six minutes left me. in the game. I don't know. And and looking back on it, I still question why I was more or less okay with it. I think it was because the defense was playing so well against the run. And you got to figure, well, of course, it's not going to last forever. But I really feel giving the defense back the ball, you've had the ball enough that they're not going to be gassed. Uh, Tech had yeah. got the ball with 10.51 left, and then they punted it away with 6.05. The defense had had just straight up stopped the Blazers and then give yourself a position to to do better when you're not because this whole drive looked like it was barely holding on. You you gained four yards here, six yards there. You're forced into a fourth down on both of the first downs. Like you gained one first down and this is your second fourth down. Yeah. Something wasn't going right. Hit the reset button. Hope your defense causes a three and out and you get the ball back. And there's also six minutes left too. I think if there was four minutes left, I would have been a completely different yeah. philosophy about That's that. Fair. But UAB gets the ball back and two plays into their drive. They get a first down after a six yard, four yard carry. Then they gain another first down after a third and five pa- yard, a third and five pass is completed to the guy who dropped one earlier in Myron Mitchell. So they have another first down. They run the ball for three yards, run the ball for one yard, and then an incomplete pass saves tech their third time out. That pass was broken up by B.J. Williamson, and they have to punt with 2.16 left on the clock. Yeah, really surprised they didn't just run the ball on third and six to make Tech either burn their last time out or, or, uh, or run a bunch of time off the clock. But and That timeout's important later, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, shout out Tyler Johnson for not being a very good quarterback. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thanks, man. Yeah, <laughs> I know you're a longtime listener, Tyler Johnson the third. Um, so two minutes left in the game, a literal two-minute drill here. Tech gets the ball back one timeout, bought their own 10-yard line. Who do you put in at QB? Oh, I'm putting Allen. Anthony was, like I said, good in this game, but Allen had looked better. Um, I and think. it wasn't his first drive of the game. Yeah, yeah, so I was absolutely on board with putting Allen in there. And that's what we did. 
Yeah, but uh, at first he throws two straight incomplete passes to bring up third and 10. Then he's able to find Adrian Hardy for 15 yards to bring the ball down to the 25-yard line. Tech still not that much <laughs> gained. UAB calls timeout though before Tech can get going. Then Aaron Allen runs for a yard and then starts connecting with Smoke Harris over and over again. Yeah. As a pass completion to Smoke for six, then four, then 16 to get the ball at the UAB 48 yard line. He throws, I think this was a deep pass to Griffin Bear there that gets broken up, then an incomplete pass. And then he finds Smoke again for 10 yards on third down to pick up the first down again. And then this is where the timeout because it becomes important because. Oh, Aaron Allen finds Kyle Maxwell, a receiver you probably didn't know was even Richard on the depth chart. Yeah. yeah. Five-yard pass. Maxwell, instead of deciding to go immediately out of bounds at the 33-yard line of UAB, tries to make uh, a double move and run inside to shake the yeah. defender against some extra yards. Gets pulled down immediately. Clock does not stop because he doesn't pick up a first down. Tech has to call a timeout. Yeah, that, that was a rough decision, but you could tell he knew immediately. So hopefully he won't make that decision uh, yeah. you know, or that mistake in the future. But... Luckily, we still had the timeout because, you know, Bill Clark decided to try try to pass. And so, you know, if I'm him, I'm like, dude, we might pick up the six yards if we just run the ball. Right. But anyway, um, that was <laughs> that was earlier in the podcast. And also speaking of earlier, one of those earlier Aaron Allen to Smoke Harris connections resulted with Smoke basically getting dragged down well after he went out of bounds and oh, probably man. should have been a late hit penalty. But it wasn't called. So, you know, UAB, you're not the only ones that get screwed over by the refs tonight. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was a rough one. But Allen eventually goes to receivers that are not named Smoke or Kyle Maxwell, apparently. Gets Juwan Johnson for nine yards for the first down down to the UAB 24. Then with 10 seconds left, finds Adrian Hardy for a 24-yard touchdown catch and run. Oof. My God, Adrian Hardy's good. He is He's I did just, not think that we were going to make that in that final drive. Even as soon as Maxwell was inbounds and we had to call the timeout, I thought, okay, this isn't it. We don't have it. Yeah, I mean, it felt like a taller order than last week, and we were only down one last week, right? I mean, this week we have to score the touchdown, and UAB's defense is better than UTSA's, but we kind of just methodically went down the field on them. And, of course, there were some third downs in there, but – you know, the passing game was working all night tonight, regardless of who was playing quarterback. Yeah, UAB gets the ball back, and they kneel it, and we go to overtime. And now we can start talking to Matt again, because yes, overtime. this is where I started watching. <laughs> oh, God. UAB wins the coin toss, and they choose to go on defense first, because they're not that dumb. As soon yeah. as it happened, I thought we were going to lose. Especially because Tech goes three and out, but luckily you it, start the drive yeah. at your opponent's 25, and Jacob Barnes hits the 36-yard field goal. Yeah, and... Uh, the first down play was a an option run where Smoke Harris came in motion, and then it was it was Aaron Allen and Smoke Harris running the option. And I was like, I don't hate it because it's a new look that we haven't shown all season that I'm aware of. But UAB was all over it, man. They were they were not having that. And then we run again, which actually worked. It's a sec, you know, second and eleven, we pick up eight yards. So there's eight more of our forty nine yards. But um. You know, I, I thought we were going to come out slinging the ball because that's what was working. And, you know, to make it to third down without passing, I thought was an interesting decision. But pass on third down and three ends up incomplete, and it wasn't even going to pick up the first down anyway. Yeah. So I, I think Aaron Allen got a little spooked in the pocket and didn't want to take a sack. So he just tried to get rid of the ball as fast as he could to his first read, which was smoke in the flat. And it just it was a bad it was a low throw anyway. So even if he caught it, he was going to be short by a couple yards. Yeah, so Tech's only up three. UAB gets the ball back, and things are not feeling all that great because Spencer Brown looks like he's starting to get going again. Picks up six yards, pick up, picks up another six. Uh, then he gets uh, no yard gain on first down from the 13-yard line when it really feels like the defense's back is to the wall. Then they get called for holding, backs him up 10 yards, back to the 23-yard line. Finally, shit, dude. I mean, yeah. I didn't think it was as bad as some of the other games we've seen, but there were some plays where I'm sitting there screaming holding at the TV and – that was one of the plays, and I was thankful to be right on that one because, man, there were, I think, LaTeX Sports Report tweeted at us a couple of still shots of some holdings on some of their bigger runs earlier in the game. And, yeah, it's hard to hard to dispute when the guy's, like, jersey is being tugged the other way, you know? But Yeah, uh, but after that holding penalty, it's a second and 20. A couple, there's a two-yard pass, or sorry, a two-yard run, and then a sack on third down. Yeah. A, a run for loss. I, I think it was a QB keeper that we just called back. I think they were trying here. to. I think Johnson was trying to sneak just to see if they could catch us off guard. I mean, it's third and eighteen, um, and they didn't want to pass because 
you know, Johnson's kind of bad. So um, <laughs> see if they can catch us off guard. And luckily they did not. Yeah, they hit the field goal and then they get the ball back and do the whole fumble thing that we talked about earlier. Yeah. And then Tech does their thing and Jacob Barnes hits the 35-yard field goal to win the game from Tech. Bulldogs win 37-34, beat UAB. We beat USM and UAB this year. Oh, wow. By a, collectively four points. God oh. damn, dude, we're gonna use, we're gonna lose to ULM, aren't we? I think that's exactly, and that game's on Stadium too, so we'll have no <laughs> angles. Can't wait. Oh man, there are three solid candidates in my head for Player of the Game. Okay, so I want to go last because I'll just pick whichever one y'all don't pick, and of course Matt's going to pick like Weston Elliott. But <laughs> I'm gonna go first. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Refs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Player of the Game was the refs. Uh, I didn't watch the game. I was up about, had things to do today, only watched overtime, uh, so I really don't feel like I can select a player of the game, so I'm just going to pick the refs. Even in <laughs> overtime, I think you could give it just... Okay, all right, yeah, let's pick. Let's like, pick, pick a player of overtime. Pick a player of overtime. I mean, it's pretty easy, I guess. Jacob Barnes, he won the yeah. game for us. So, uh, whatever we're going to call him now, Triple B, uh, yeah, player of the game for me, Jacob Barnes. Nice, yeah, he got carried off the field uh, he did. by the team. <laughs> which is always fun to see. All right. So Nathan, you want to go last, huh? Yeah. I'm going to give it to Justin Anderson. Oh wait, never mind. Uh, <laughs> never mind. No. Uh, oops. He, he had four carries for negative four yards. Uh, sorry. <laughs> That's mean, but um, no, I, I'm going to go. Ooh, I'm going to go with Hardy because I mean, two touchdowns, seven catches, 101 yards, and he just makes plays, man. Uh, and I think he had a third touchdown too, but Let's give it to Matt's player of the game for taking that one away from us, I guess. Yeah. Making it interesting in the end. Yeah, I think I really had four players in my head because Jacob Barnes definitely needs, definitely deserves a player of the game honors, at least a player of overtime honors for, for all of that. Uh, my runner-up, I guess, is how I'll do this. Uh, BJ Williamson, the two picks, yeah. having the presence of mind to lateral it to Ladler, who can just streak down the sideline and score the touchdown and almost scoring himself on the first pick. Uh, that's that's a huge part of this game. The, the defense, when they were good, when UAB wasn't running the ball, uh, they were they were solid. And then Shoot, once they figured it out, too, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know if we just I think we started stacking the box a little bit better and daring them to throw. And they were like, yeah, well, we're not going to throw because we can't. But anyway, who's your actual player of the game since he's your runner up? He was also my runner up. And because of that and because of the ability to eventually stop the run, Milton Williams is yeah. my player of the game. Because without his fire on that one drive and continuing it and getting everyone hype again, single-handedly saved this game for the Bulldogs. This team does not win this game if Milton Williams doesn't get chippy there. Yeah. I mean, shout out to the defensive captain being a captain, you know, making making everybody come back. We don't have the defensive stats yet, but we can go over that tomorrow. But I mean he had a he had at least a couple of tackles for loss after UAB had proven that they were just going to run the ball on us and, you know, take six plays and 80 yards, right? And and just move down the field. Well, Milton Williams said, if you run my way, that's not happening. And they kept trying to run it his way. And uh, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that being the player of the game. Yeah. Milton Williams ended the night with five solo tackles, four assisted tackles, and three tackles for loss. Yeah, that's, uh, that's good. BJ Williamson had the two picks, also had five solo tackles, had an additional assisted tackle, so 10 total tackles. Also forced a fumble on the stat sheet. I believe that was the forced fumble in the end zone that, or almost in the end zone, that in the second overtime that got Tech back the ball to win the game. So pretty solid candidate for a runner-up. If you're BJ, any other week you win this lucrative award, but I got to give it to Milton Williams. Yeah. Also, what was it Josh wanted us to say? We are legally required to say Josh's statement. He wasn't able to be on the show tonight. Uh, through his lawyer, he contacted our lawyers to issue this statement. Quote, Quote. UAB can hold my nuts. Unquote. We appreciate everything you do, Josh, and Josh's lawyer. Yes. I mean, normally we do, did tech go, did tech die? I think they went and... I don't think they died because they figured it out, right? I mean, there was a chance for them to just to just turtle it out, right? We were down 31-17. Offense didn't do anything in the first few drives of the second half, and it looked like it was going to be every other game this year. Hey, we were okay in the first half, and then the other team made some adjustments, so now we suck. But that's not <laughs> what happened. So I, I can't say Tech died and came back to life. I, I think they they just figured it out, man. They they were in a 
they were in a fight and they, you know, they, they figured out where the other team was going to punch and they stopped it. So no, they didn't, they didn't die and they did go. So that's my take. Yeah. I'm going for a kind of alluded to it earlier. Frankensteinian. It's Halloween. They look like they were dead. They were brought back to life by Milton Williams, who is, I guess, Dr. Frankenstein in this scenario. <laughs> and then they won the game. And that's, that's not dying. So I guess if you're yeah. dead and then get brought back to life, you're alive because you got brought back to life. Yeah. But so, yeah. I mean, Matt, Matt you got to take on the. Yeah, guess, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, perhaps Rare did not go, but did not die. Interesting. Uh, because it was looking pretty anemic there for most of the game until the very end. And uh, I guess it's apropos that we could call this a uh, reanimated corpse of Louisiana Tech uh, <laughs> coming back to life like Frankenstein and snatching away a victory here. But uh, I don't think they went, uh, but they did not die. Nice. Which I guess you can't die if you don't go. Huh. huh. Maybe maybe our model has some, uh, has some flaws. <laughs> yeah. So while we... All about the philosophical implications of that whole thing. We'll be right back with a preview of North Texas. All right, and welcome back. This is part of the show now that we preview text game at North Texas. But first, we have some tech news to talk about uh, this afternoon as we record this. So yesterday when the show comes out. Plus, guys shared on Facebook some pictures of the student housing and intramural field construction, just kind of some diagrams and some 3D renderings of what they will look like. And uh, yeah, it's great to see things being built on campus. Yeah, um, this will be the, the second of my college dorms that I lived in when I was at Tech to be demolished to make way for better stuff, uh, which is good, but also kind of like, man, I was there a long time ago, wasn't I? Yeah, I mean, I love seeing the progress being made. It's going to be really cool when I get a chance to go back down and check out campus again and see how much has changed. And for the better, it's going to be yeah, really think, cool. According to what people complain about on Twitter, most people will be happy to know that there are parking lots included <laughs> in the new construction. They're not the biggest parking lots, but they are there. It's probably so... going to be a situation, though, where you can only park there if you have a certain type of permit. I wouldn't be surprised if tech went that way. Yeah, probably. But, I mean, hey, but, there's parking. Shut up. Yeah, if Twitter had their way, it would all be parking and no fancy new dorms, no intramural fields, just a big ass gravel parking lot. It's not even be, that bad. It's not it's, even that it's bad. Not. You can park all the way across Tex campus and walk anywhere on Tex campus in 10, 15 minutes. So That's anyway. Not that bad. And I liked the walks. Yeah. yeah they're pleasant. They're very pleasant, surrounded yeah. by nibble trees. I'm but that's enough of us old guys complaining about walks. what what current college students are complaining about. So <laughs> some other players that used to also be college students at tech, some bulldogs in the NFL. First up, some guys who didn't record any stats this week, some of which played, some of which didn't. Uh, Legarius Sneed, Amik Robertson, Jeff Driscoll, Vernon Butler, and Justin Ellis all recorded no stats. Amik was in on two special team stats and Butler was injured and ruled out of the game due to a groin injury. The rest uh, were either injured or just didn't record any stats. Yeah, I think that Legarius is on target to come back the first week of December. Nice. It'll be great to see that. I mean, the Chiefs aren't hurting without him. I think the Chiefs are 7-1, and one and they're doing just fine. But he'll definitely be a, a welcome addition to an already stacked team. Yep. So it'll be, it'll be good to see him get back out there. Well, two teams that were not doing fine and still really aren't going to this <laughs> week were the Eagles and Cowboys, and the Bulldogs have a former player on both squads. Boston Scott for the Eagles led the team with 15 carries and 70 yards. Also added two catches for nine yards. And Xavier Woods had three tackles and played 100% of all the snaps. Yeah, um, Boston Scott got the start at running back because I think Miles Sanders is still out injured. But really nice to see him, uh, you know, carrying the load, proving that he can do it. I mean, it was an ugly game. I only watched like half a quarter of it. And then I was like, yeah, not worth my time. But I did see Boston Scott kind of kind of blow past Xavier Woods on one of the first plays of the game. So that was, you know, will tech on tech crime there. But really nice to see Boston Scott still proving that he's got it. Yeah. Next up, Trent Taylor for the 49ers, three catches and 32 yards. That's better, better than game. last week, I think. Yeah. 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 And then uh, Jalen Ferguson for the Ravens, two tackles, which were both for loss, one sack and two quarterback hits. Yeah, really kind of finding good. a groove there in Baltimore. Yeah, good stuff from him. They they ended up losing that game, but they made it close at the end, and their defense was a big part of that. So, um, 
Shout out to YouTube TV's uh, Sports Extra package, which I got to watch the Tech game and then realized it had Red Zone included. So I saw a bunch, a bunch of that game. Anyway, that's it for the Bulldogs in the NFL. So uh, what do we got upcoming this week? Yeah, this week, Louisiana Tech takes on the Mean Green of North Texas. Tech holds the all-time series 11 games to 7. The current win streak is just two games, but the Bulldogs have also won five of the past six. Uh, by beating UAB, Tech's Conference USA title hopes remain alive, as weird as it is to say that sentence. Yeah. But we really, really, really need to win the rest of our at least conference games to have a chance at the title. I think that UTSA loss is going to come back to bite us in the ass. Just like Tucker dropping the ball last year on, you know, on what would have been the go-ahead touchdown against UAB. Like, we're going to look back on that and be like, man, that that would have really helped to not shit the bed in that game when we had a lead. But anyway. I mean, and UAB has to lose another conference game for us to be tied with us to have the tiebreaker over them. And then, of course, Kusa tiebreakers are always kind of weird. But they do end the season against Southern Miss, who will probably be on their sixth coach by then. So <laughs> who knows what will happen there. Yeah. But uh, luckily for Tech, we're entering the weaker part of the schedule. Uh, North Texas is not as bad as, uh, at least I personally think, not as bad as they've looked at times this year. But after North Texas, it's Rice and then FIU, which is last in Conference USA in a lot of different statistical areas right now. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of... Uh, on the backside of the mountain, basically getting weaker and weaker as we go along. At least that's what it looks like going in. Uh, North Texas so far is two and three on the year. The Mean Green were dominant in both of their two wins, but they were pretty bad opponents in Houston Baptist and Middle Tennessee State. I mean, who who even plays Houston Baptist? Come on. That's <laughs> such an easy school that you should win single-handedly. Uh, meanwhile, though, the Mean Green have lost to Southern Miss by 10 and Charlotte by 28. Ooh. Also, all three losses for the Mean Green came at home. Yeah, um, in a row, too. Um, North Texas has also been off for a couple weeks now. I think they they may have had a bye, and then their game last week against UTEP, they actually backed out because El Paso was like a, an epicenter of COVID stuff. UTEP didn't have any positive tests, but North Texas backed out. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how the conference handles that because North Texas like offered to pay UTEP's travel to come play the game in Denton since Denton was not, you know, full of people with coronavirus um, and UTEP turned them down. So I- I'm surprised the conference didn't step in and, you know, try to make something happen there. But who knows if they'll reschedule that game. And I'm really interested to see, you know, we talked about CUSA title hopes. Um It'll be interesting to see how the conference handles like Rice playing too fewer conference games than everyone else because they canceled a couple games. Uh, UAB had one of their they, – they were supposed to play Rice. That game was canceled. So are they going to have to play somebody else to make up for that? Or I, I don't know. It's going to be it's gonna be interesting because if, if it ends up being like UAB is 5-2 and two and Tech is 6-2, and two, well, who wins – you know, and, and, and let's say UTSA is six and two as well. Like how, how does that work? So anyway. Yeah, it's, it's a mess. I'm imagining just that scene in SpongeBob where everyone's running around destroying documents because all SpongeBob <laughs> can think of is fine dining and breathing. And that's what the conference USA offices look like right now. I, I do not envy them. Uh, looking at this game specifically though, uh, FBI gives tech a 61.8% chance to win. Vegas, however, thinks North Texas will win. They're currently favored by 1.5 points. Doesn't make any sense to me, man. That makes no sense to me. I don't get it. Massey is on the Bulldogs side, 53% chance to win. 35 to 33 final score prediction. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a betting guy, but I'm I'm curious, you know, why is that line that way? What do they know that we don't know out there in the desert? But one thing we do know, though, is that North Texas, as usual, has a pretty good offense. I guess last Mason Feinstall there, right? Call <laughs> Mason Feinstall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he got seven more years of eligibility somehow. Um, <laughs> but no, he's gone. But they're still potent. Thirty nine point two points per game, which leads Conference USA and is fifteenth in the nation. And they're led by their passing attack, even without Fine. Three hundred forty passing yards per game, which is eighth most in FBS. But they've had two quarterbacks so far this year, haven't they, Nathan? Yes. I should have looked how looked up how to pronounce one of them, but it's Austin On or Ann. 
and Jason uh, I Bean. Think, I think they said Ani, but I couldn't. Ani? Be, uh, that sounds awful. But anyway, uh, Jason Bean is the guy I think we need to be more worried about. Jason Bean is the guy we need to be wor- more worried about. But to kind of go through the season for North Texas, uh, the two split time against their opener in Houston Baptist. But uh, Ani won out the job after the SMU loss. But after throwing two picks early against Middle Tennessee in the last game for the Mean Green, Ani was benched. So Jason Bean came in the game. And Middle Tennessee was leading that game 21-7. to Bean came in and brought the Mean Green back into the game. He scored five touchdowns that night, including three on the ground. Uh, so we should really expect to see Jason Bean out there as the starting quarterback for North Texas. And his legs are really what make him scary. He's an accurate quarterback, but he also gains 12.2 yards per carry on 19 attempts on the ground, which is Oof. impressive. Uh, but he also yeah. has a 183.3 passer efficiency rating, which would lead Conference USA if he had enough passing attempts to qualify. So when people say a dual threat quarterback, usually they just mean a guy who can kind of pass but really throw. Wait, <laughs> can kind of pass but really run. But this guy can really do both, what? at least it looks like. Yeah, and, and I mean, even, even outside of being – They've got a pretty good running game, too. I mean, this this is a pretty good offense, I think. As a team, North Texas is sixth in the country by rushing yards per game and eighth by yards per carry. Um, DeAndre Torrey is their lead back. He's got 444 yards uh, on the season. So not as impressive as some of the last three backs we face, really, at Spencer Brown and Sincere McCormick and uh, Brendan Knox. But he's added four touchdowns on the season and but they, they've got a committee of guys. They've got Trey Siggers, who's a change of pace guy. With He's got 50 carries and averages 4.3 yards. Um, and then they've also got a, uh, I think he's a true freshman, maybe, Oscar Attaway. I'm not sure about the freshman thing, but. I know he's a freshman. I don't know if he's true okay. or redshirt. Okay, but yeah, that that dude only has 25 carries and has over 200 yards. So he's he's kind of another guy to, to look out for. I mean, they, they'll put in anybody and it's not going to tip us off as to whether they're running or passing it. It doesn't really matter uh, who's back there. So basically the, <laughs> this offense is pretty scary. Uh, you know, when you look at them on paper, especially. Yeah. And again, spoiling the blue tech blue post that will come also come out the day this podcast comes out. Their offensive line is really the key to both their passing and rushing attack. And so, yeah, when your offensive line is good, turns out you can do really good things with the football. Huh. Weird. But while their offense has been a strong point of this team, their defense has uh, not really been that. They allow 44.2 points per game. That's the fourth <laughs> worst in college football. Wow. And we're not talking about good good teams they've played either, really. I mean, Charlotte, Middle Tennessee, Southern Miss, like, uh that's that's rough. Yeah, three hundred and six point two passing yards per game. That's the eleventh worst in college football. They allow two hundred and forty three rushing yards per game. That's the eighth worst in college football. Hard to uh, believe that there's anything worse than that. Yeah, <laughs> Tech is averaging what eighty ninety yards per game 90, right now. Ninety two. <laughs> so uh, if they yeah. can't run against the Mean Green, they can't run against anybody. Uh, Tech did not allow a sack against UAB. I think that's something we. I'm not sure if we mentioned that in the first part of the show. It's been a couple of days, but it may also be good to know that North Texas has only averaged two sacks per game, which is uh, in the bottom half of college football. I'll take it. I mean, offensive line, go, go get it, man. I want some run blocking. I want some pass blocking. I want all the blocking in this game. <laughs> Just do both kinds of blocking, please. It's really like Sonny Dykes forgot which Dallas area G5 school he coached at. <laughs> Because the really good offense, really bad defense is really reminiscent of some 2012 things. Yeah, so, I mean, Nathan, let's start out with you. How can Tech win this game and how can Tech lose this game? Yeah, Tech has to be able to run the ball. I think I just said it a second ago, but if we can't run the ball against North Texas, we just can't run the ball against anybody. (laughs) And that's a scary thought to have that I won't allow myself to linger on too long. We really need long possessions to keep our defense off the field, if, if nothing else, when it comes to running the ball. And... We need to keep North Texas offense on the sideline. And to do so, we need to possess the ball. And the easiest way to possess the ball is having lots of decent runs to move the ball down the field. When our defense does have to face that potent mean green offense, we hope they're rested. So really, I think the whole game comes down to if we're able to run the ball. If we can run the ball, we win. If we can't, we lose. Interesting. Matt, what do you you think? What's your take on this game? I feel like the answer for this is always the same every week. (laughs) Like this doesn't change. 
just uh, come out, uh, run the ball really well against one of the worst run rush defenses in the entire country. Personally, I'd like that. It means less scary 50-50 throws by Luke Anthony and less watching Aaron Allen run away crying for his life. <laughs> so I'm all for less than 15 passing attempts this whole game. So that'll actually be my really specific answer to how can we win this game less than 15 pass attempts 15 wow yeah i don't see that happening but i think if that happens i think you're right though because i think the only way that happens is because we've got like 600 rushing yards (laughs) (laughs) we have 600 rushing yards oh my goodness just like that would be what that has to be a school record yeah (laughs) that'd be more than we have on the entire season i think so (laughs) (laughs) so Less than 15 passing attempts, stout defense, we'll win the game. How can we lose? We get holtzed. <laughs> Meaning we throw the ball incessantly, don't rush enough, and kind of choke ourselves out of the game. Yeah, and I think we mentioned on the last the last segment of this podcast that Tech sometimes comes out flat after a big win and that's actually one of my keys to the game too, is that we need to we need to actually score points when we're in scoring position, but uh, you know, like Nathan said, and Matt establishing the run is key here. And I'm not even necessarily sure that it's key to winning the game. I just want to build confidence against the team. That's bad at, at defending the run, right? Our, our running backs. I mean, Justin Henderson is, you know, he just had four carries for negative four yards and UAB is a good defense, but like, man, I can do that's, that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to shake your confidence, right? To to do and that. So. If you give me the ball, if I could have walked on the Tech's team and played just one single down and it was a negative four yard gain, loss, no gain, a negative four loss, and I would have been carted off the field and put in an ambulance, that would have been worth it. Um, but yeah, so we're, like I, we're not doing great. We're not doing great running the ball this year. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, we haven't had it really all season and... Uh, but I think that if Tech's offensive line plays like they did last week, uh, there's no way that we're going to lose this game. I mean, they played well enough to give our our quarterbacks and our the most talented unit that we have is our wide receiver group. And if the quarterbacks have time to get those guys the ball, they will make plays and they will win the game. That that's what Adrian Hardy did on Saturday. He he made plays and won us the game. So if the offensive line regresses back to what they were doing before, whatever they were doing. It's not going to be pretty because, you know, we're not great at running the ball regardless. But if we can't pass block either in this game, it's it's not going to be pretty because North Texas has an offense that can score. So, I, I mean, I think I think if Tech isn't able to to get things going offensively, it's it's not going to matter how well our defense plays because, you know, they're going to score some points. And if we can't outpace them in that department, it, it, it doesn't matter. Right. We've got to we've got to move the ball. Yeah, and to answer the question of would 600 rushing yards be a school record, the answer is yes. The most rushing yards Tech has ever ran, 468 in 1991 against Southern Illinois. Oh, wow. So there's your trivia question. <laughs> 468. All right, I'll remember that for the next quiz in the offseason. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'll just ask the number two spot instead. <laughs> yeah, next up is the players to watch. Evan, who do you have your eyes on in this matchup? Yeah, so I reached out to uh, to one of the North Texas people on Twitter and just asked, you know, for some under the radar kind of guys because obviously the quarterback is going to be a guy to watch. Um, you know, their their lead running back is going to be a guy to watch. But he said to look out for their defensive back, Mikhail Sanders. I guess is how you pronounce his name. Um, in a game that's sure to feature a lot of passing, I'm going to be scared of anybody in that defensive backfield and. This year, Sanders has picked off one pass and defended another. So uh, just, you know, whether it's Allen or Anthony dropping back, just look out for him because he'll be he'll be covering probably Adrian Hardy. So just look out for that. Yeah, my player is going to be Oscar Attaway, who we mentioned earlier, the North Texas number three running back. Uh, the freshman hasn't had a lot of opportunities, only 25 on the year, but he's really made them count. He's averaging 8.9 yards per carry. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tech has uh, struggled with some huge runs against UAB and UTSA and whoever yeah, we played before you, then. I have memory loss, can, apparently. You uh, can say that. Yeah, struggle. Yeah. So, yeah, I, and not to say that other guys on this team can't run the ball because 
there's a reason why this guy's not number one on the depth chart. But Tech has not been the greatest against the second string, third string running back the past few weeks. So I'm looking for Attaway to maybe make Tech regret not game planning around him more. Matt, you got a guy on this North Texas team you're especially afraid of? Yeah, Jalen Darden. He's got 10 touchdowns, 46 receptions, and almost 700 yards. Uh, they're only you know, this far in the season. The man's already got 10 touchdowns. Uh, big uh, red zone target. Not super tall. Uh, only five foot nine, but uh, definitely got a lot of explosiveness. Uh, leading CUSA right now in total receiving yards. Uh, that's going to be some somebody who uh, I expect the QBs for UNT to go after early and often. God damn, dude! Ten touchdowns in five games is impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is that's impressive for a quarterback almost, but a receiver is. And he's only five foot nine, so he's not some super tall target guy. I think it's a situation where he's getting some screens and getting some short passes, and just yeah. turns on the turns on the burners. So I think we're that's going to be your guy right there. And I don't know who's going to be tasked with covering him, but it's going to be that's going to be a fun matchup. All right, yeah, and down to our final predictions now. The last thing we do before we get to the tweet of the week, Evan, how do you see this game going? I think that it's going to come down to how tech plays in the first couple of possessions that we have Um, in our last two games, we've moved the ball early in the game against both UTSA and UAB, but we struggled to actually put points on the board in those, um, in those games, in those first, in the first quarters of those games. So if you take the first four drives of both UTSA and UAB tech was within scoring distance on six of those eight, Yet on those six, we scored a total of 12 points. So we, we were within the 40-yard line of the opponent, and I don't even know, I think five of those were within the red zone, and we scored 12 points. That That's not enough. I, I need more points than that. You know, score more points. That's what we say, right? North Texas, on the other hand, allows teams to come out and just drive the field on them on their first drive. So in four of their five games, they've allowed the opening drive to go 72 or more yards uh, four, four times. The other one was a three and out punt by Charlotte. Despite that, only two of those four opponents came out with any points. SMU and Southern Miss both scored touchdowns, but Houston Baptist and MTSU went for it on fourth down and did not get it. So I think Tech needs to needs to look at that and say, no, we're going to go take our points. They're going to give us a drive. We're going to go take our points and we're going to get off to a running start. And I think that we will do that finally. I think we'll figure out how to score in the red zone in this game because I don't think North Texas's defense is very good. Tech's run defense eventually figured it out last week, and that makes me pretty confident against a team that's not quite as good and talented in the running back position as UAB was. Um, and our pass defense is, I think, the best one that North Texas has faced so far this season. Not sure about SMU, but it's a Sunny Dykes team, so they, they can't be good on defense, right? That's the rule. Jason Bean is a little scary because he can run, but he hasn't played a secondary as good as ours, and it's only going to be like his second ever start or maybe first start. Um, and I, I think B.J. Williamson's going to get another pick. So I, I picked Tech to win 40-27, to 27, and it's not even going to be that close, I don't think. They'll score a late touchdown. Uh, Matt, are you that optimistic? Not as optimistic. I think that uh, I think that we're dealing with a team that's a little bit better than we're all framing them to be. I think that they'll uh, have a pretty hellacious offensive uh, presence. Their defense sucks. It kind of sounds like us in 2012. Just come out and have just an incredibly fun wa- uh, to watch offense and just a defense who forgets all motor skills upon every snap and just falls over. So, but I think that North Texas is going to win this game 30 to 27. All right. So I guess I got the deciding vote in who wins this game because this is a democracy, right? I think this game all comes down to Jason Bean, the mean green quarterback. In the one game sample against Middle Tennessee, he looks amazing. He looked like the best quarterback in Conference USA, if not college football. But can we really judge him based off that one game sample size? There's a reason he didn't win the starting job at the beginning of the year. Uh, He'd struggled a bit against Houston Baptist and granted he had some more time to learn the system and get used to everything throughout the year and, and to take over and and win that game for North Texas. But I don't think he's as good as those stats show. That's not saying he's not going to be good. I don't still think he's going to get two or three touchdowns combined on the night. And so I do think it'll be a struggle at times, but I also think that the tech quarterbacks will get in a groove against a mean green defense that can't stop a brick wall. So 
the brick wall is not moving, by the way, in this analogy, just for the reference. Anyway, <laughs> I think tech wins. Move. Do they move? <laughs> no. <laughs> Relative to what? Anyway, yeah, I think tech wins this game 35-31 is my final score prediction. <clears throat> is it another like late comeback? Like we score a late touchdown to win or I don't think we score a late touchdown to win, but I think we need a first down or two to run the clock out at the end of the game. Oh, great. Well, That's but scary. hopefully we'll be able to run. Hopefully. Yeah. Can't wait. Because although we weren't able to run this past week against UAB, we did win the game. And because of it, LaTeX Sports Report came up with a pretty cool tweet. Evan, what was it? Yeah, so <laughs> he says, huge product announcement dropping today. This has been in the works since the 27, 2017 football season with collection crews on standby at games in both Ruston and Birmingham, but the key ingredients finally became available this past weekend. And then it's a video, and it's, it's like, pretty good video. It's like an ad for Blazer Tears, the drink, and then there's an alcoholic version that'll be served in the deck. And it's just, it's just really funny. So go check that out. We retweeted it already, but we'll tweet it out again. Um, so anyway, yeah, just... I wonder how long he's been sitting on that, just waiting to put the final. I don't know. I'm just glad we're recording on Monday night since he tweeted it out Monday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. So, so late, the tweet a late the week. bloomer there. Cause there were probably some other pretty good ones. Um, yeah, but it doesn't matter. Like I didn't yeah. even have to think about the other good tweets. That about wraps it up for this episode of the go tech please don't die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G O T E C H P L S D N T. D-I-E, or head to our blog, gtpdd.dog, where we have previews and recaps and all kinds of things. Again, that's gtpdd.dog. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And go tech, please don't die. Please. in here and sneezing sorry about that and we have the bumper